everybody it's the savage gentleman podcast live coming at you three two one Boom, there it is. Oh, that's magical. I love it. Okay, that was awesome. Zach went crazy (laughs) with the... uh, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I'm speechless. I just completely lost everything that I was going to say. Hey, everybody. We've got a special guest tonight. We're talking about uh, some really cool content tonight. And um, basically... Well, Matt, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. My name is Matt Melancon. All right. Yeah, great. that, that was great. That was yes, good Matt. introduction. Love okay. that. So Love it. Follow instructions. No, you, you did that to the letter. <laughs> hey, so, so without, let, let's just cut straight to a video so that we can get a better idea of who Matt Melancon is uh, because, you know, words just don't do this guy justice. So, Zach, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Right. So we where, didn't replace where is, the snow. So but. cue this up for us, Matt. This is you going over This is vocals. me training up at the Utah Olympic <laughs> Park, training for uh, border cross, which Action. is my discipline in uh, winter Paralympics. And, and, yes. and, and the reality is, why do we care? There you All go. Right. So a little bit about me. Um, and uh, September 18th, 2011, while I'm patrolling Afghanistan, my vehicle drove over an IED that... Uh, that pretty much blew my MATV to smithereens. Um, so a lot about me is uh, at 18 years old, I, uh, I joined the United States Army to, uh, to serve my country, knowing I was going overseas. And I actually turned 19 in, Af- in Iraq. And uh, it was an incredible honor to serve my country over there. And we were actually in charge of guarding a woman's college. And it was just an incredible experience for me. But I still felt like I could do so much more. You know, I originally joined because I knew I could make a difference in the world. And you were an infantryman, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I joined. Oh, sorry. You worked for a living. So, yes. so, the, so the foundation of, uh, of the military service, so you pilots that are out there, your supports. Uh, <laughs> so infantry, all of, all of it. And this is, this is where I tend to go toe-to-toe with a lot of guys. Is like everything is in support of that infantryman standing on the corner, that infantryman holding a rifle, controlling that piece of ground that he's standing on, everything. I don't care if you're doing satellite imagery or you're a CIA spy or you're a battleship or everything is in support of that infantryman who is on the ground, period. And that's one of the reasons why the United States is so successful because everybody else tends to argue back and forth, but we tend to keep that in perspective far better than anybody else in the world awesome perfectly said so you know we watched a little bit of video of you snowboarding you said border border cross border cross yeah, okay border and, cross. and for those of you that are just listening and aren't watching what makes that remarkable is the fact that matt is a double amputee and is just shredding on a snowboard i think you were the 2017 bronze medalist? yes yes at u.s nationals yeah and, which uh, is super legit like out of how many people um, well, there's five in my class in the United States. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're a growing right. sport, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, Not no, many no, of us show up. <laughs> hey, but you know what, though? Let, let's put this into perspective. Let's watch the uh, deadlifting clip four. Oh, the yeah. deadlifting. Yeah. Let's switch to that go. real fast. Because really, the point of tonight is so many guys that are out there 
you know, we're, we're talking, we're doing press, we're doing a jerk overhead. I mean, 135 pounds is legit. I mean, for working out. And it's really cool is those are the actual feet I use for snowboarding. So nice. I use this as cross training. Yeah, they're actual Fox float shocks that I use. Nice. And so that way I'm able to make quick on the fly and, adjustments. And so let's runs. go over like really the point of tonight's podcast, our live podcast is stop feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> um, that's what exactly. That's definitely one way of putting it. I choose to see more like more along the lines of uh, the more scared you are and the harder the choice is, the more important it is to make it. And once you make that choice to follow through with that. And so because because we spoke for a long time before this podcast kind of going over the different things and it was one of those where you you had a great thing where you talked about like make a decision. Yes. You know, you reach this Absolutely. point in your life where you're making decisions to better your life and not continue to circle this drain of depression because you were there. I mean, Absolutely. Got, yeah. you know, Matt's got a Matt's got a phenomenal story that where it's like literally, and we'll go over that during this during this podcast, where it's a guy that literally, you know, dream job, lost his dream job, lost his legs, lost yeah. his mobility, circling the drain of depression, you know, yeah. full of painkillers, essentially one of the VA hospital zombies walking around the aisle. Not even walking, just wheeling. Wheeling around, yeah. the, and then all of a sudden woke up one day and figured out, you know what? There's got to be so much more to this. Well, and that's what you were saying. Like the worst thing you can do is to do nothing, yeah. not make a decision. Just, just kind of be stuck in that limbo, in that, in that purgatory of will I, won't I, do I, don't I. Yeah, and, yeah. And nothing happens. So I mean, I'm. I know we all love basic training stories as much as the next person, but I will never forget that time when my drill said, "A bad decision is always better than no decision," and that is something. I that is a value. That is something I tell myself every single day. Yeah, that's really you know? good. Because I could be making school, Ranger School. We used to always say like, uh, making not making a decision is making a decision. Yes. Yeah. And it's almost another like great way of putting it. Making a decision to fail. You know. So when yeah. we talk about a savage gentleman, you know, we we really harp on the etiquette and the ethos of what we feel like. A, a man of this day and age should be like yes. and that ability to pull the trigger and make a decision yes. on something is a really big part it of it. It is. And you know, there's always a better decision to be made. And you know, there's always, there's practically unlimited information out there. But if you let yourself be paralyzed by not knowing everything and you don't make that decision, then, so for me personally, it was the doctors kept telling me that there was a, a possibility of being able to save my legs. So what actually happened was when we drove over that IED, there should have been rubber mats at each station in my vehicle. I was manning a remote control turret on top. And those mats at some point in time had been removed before I was assigned the vehicle. And so when we drove over that IED, that the MATV did its job perfectly. Those V-hulls are incredible. Um, had I been in, like say a Humvee, I would have been turned into goo. But unfortunately, without having that rubber mat, the energy transferred, transitioned through the whole of my truck and my feet exploded inside of themselves. And then I actually maintained consciousness through it all. And when my vehicle settled and the dust was starting to settle, I knew there was a fight to be had. And so I reached down, grabbed my service weapon, turned sideways, and then I jumped out of the vehicle. 
And when I, I've actually landed inside of the blast crater, driving my ankle through uh, my heel. And, and if you look at that x-ray, any yeah. of you guys, to break this down for you, go back. That's actually is an MRI backup. So all of a sudden, the, the small bones on the left-hand side of the screen right there is essentially where his foot has degloved oh. itself on the inside of the foot. So his toes that are up on the front don't have any bone structure in them because they were literally blown back into the butt. And if you look at the far right-hand side, that was the heel that is completely shattered on that. So you're yeah. talking the amount of energy to do that. And then if you go up the leg, you can see multiple fractures there on the leg as well as you go up there. Yeah. So you're yeah, talking a tremendous amount of- on my right uh, leg. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but yeah. looking you, at that- If I'm anybody's not, ever played enough, Tetris. Yeah, I know enough about anatomy <laughs> yep. to know that that something is- Toes aren't supposed to be that bad. little. That's real bad. And, and so, um, and, and I mean, what happened? Well, so, um, my men, my team actually, I will never forget them or forgive them for this, but we were actually briefed on this, how the Taliban was using smaller IEDs to crack the nut, and then when, emerged, when everybody responded to it, set off a bigger oh, one wow. to uh, kill yeah. everybody, yeah, yeah. and that had actually happened just one week prior to this incident. And so when I jumped out of that truck and I landed in that hole, I... And I heard and both, I heard and felt this sickening crunch and my legs just stopped working. And I remember just laying in that hole, looking up in the sky, going over the briefings and I knew what was about to happen. They were about to set off the secondary. And I hoped to God my men were not stupid enough to come and get me. And fortunately they were. They were not going to let me die in that hole by myself. And I'm never gonna forget feeling them. And I, I felt them before I could hear them jumping in to get me out of there and i actually tried fighting them off because i was i did not want them to, to perish with me and i knew my legs were done and uh they they refused and they it was like i grabbed what was left of my pants and like a twisted puppeteer as they like hoisted my weight walked myself half got oh, drunk oh. out of that hole Man. and i remember telling myself like this was okay i was in shock they were gonna get back give me a ton of ibuprofen and a one-week soft shoe profile and then i was going to be fine you're like this is not and, how and, and, and thus when Sergeant like when we when down. we were first talking about this matt said adrenaline is a hell of a drug hell of a drug oh. man and uh i remember them unceremoniously dropping me and uh going back to render aid to my driver um i remember just sitting there telling myself like this isn't real this is fake this is this is not how this happens you know this happens to the other guy not me um, but I was the other guy that day and feeling and smelling the red smoke wash over my face and then hearing the birds coming to get me, uh -huh. I knew that this was real. And I, I'm never going to forget that feeling of shock setting into my body and it felt like this invisible coil wrapping around my lungs. You know, I, like just coiling around my rib cage and starting to like wrap around my heart as my my body started to settle into shock and just then they were loading me into the bird and uh, I'm never going to forget that masked face reaching down right next to my ear as all the prop wash was coming into the cabin and he was just like, I've got you dude, it's going to be okay. And that's when the adrenaline finally just dumped and tears just started pouring down my face knowing my life would never 
ever be the same. Is that, is that kind of where your mind went to is, you know, the future of whatever you were going to be doing. And now, yeah. now that in one instant, that's all completely changed. Just completely gone. That's a lot to, that's a lot to process. In that, uh, in that again, moment. I was 21 years old, yeah. you know, for a 21 year old to just, I was incredibly successful as an infantryman and to just feel all that being ripped away. Um, yeah, I'm never going to forget that moment, you know, just that, I mean, in a way like the adrenaline subsided, but so did the shock. And I knew, I didn't know what was in store for me, actually, right. but I knew it would never be the same. Sure. It's not going to be nothing like I had imagined. Well, and, and, and that, that's kind of leading into, again, the whole point of what we're talking about today, where it's like, you know, those decisions where you're like, okay, is this, is this going to define me? Is this going to be, well, is this the cap? That didn't actually that, come till much later. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a kind of a, a pretty much uneventful trip stateside. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I woke up, I was actually in San Antonio at the Brook Army Medical Center, and there was an older gentleman sitting next to me, and he had a stack of papers, and he introduced himself as the orthopedic surgeon for the United States Army. And he handed me one of these papers he was holding, and it was that, that image of my heel. And in a groggy state, I didn't even recognize it as a foot. I thought it was like a weird drawing of a potato like some kind of weird Warshak test like, yeah I think it's uh, a, exactly yeah. that's exactly what I thought and then I realized no that's my foot Ugh. that's what to, that's what I use to close the distance to the enemy and right. the, it's not supposed to look like that and he they pretty much right off the bat explained my options to me that um, that limb salvage technology had come a long way but that foot would never be anywhere near 100% again. I would never walk unassisted again. And um, he kind of suggested more towards amputation, but what he didn't know and didn't understand is prior to me deploying to Afghanistan, my father, a Vietnam War veteran, had actually, due to complications from Agent Orange, just lost his leg. Oh, wow. And so every time I would go down to the MWR, pick up the phone to call home, my mom would just be trying to hold back, trying to be supportive, but my dad, through the VA, was just having a horrible time getting care, getting the care he deserved and the care he needed. So three months later, I get rocked, and the doctor's like, hey, we might have to cut your leg off. Oh, and also, my, my dad's mother had lost her leg to diabetes, and she never was able to leave the house because there's so much stigma around amputations then that she always tried to conceal her prosthesis oh, with a dress, yeah. mm -hmm. which would cause her to trip. Wow. Huh. And so, you know, I knew, I knew what an amputee was. Right. You already had decided yeah. kind an of what an amputee is a cripple. You know, an amputee is a, a drain on society, and I was a warfighter. So even suggesting that sure. I become that was emoto instantly enraging to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a four-letter word at that point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I was like, no, you are, that is not who I am. That is, I am so much more than that. You do whatever you can. So I felt like I was making the decision, but as time went on and after, we ended up doing a total of 20 surgeries, Jeez. sometimes two or three a month, um, installing an external fixator, drilling 26 pins into those bones to try and wrestle them back into position because I could not handle the fear of losing my leg. Wow, wow. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where initially they had saved your, they had saved your legs. Yes. And then you made, I mean, you, you made this like 
monumental, I mean, climbing Everest decision of it's not working. And at this point, what do you do? And you elected to have yeah, go through amputation. So you didn't have your leg blown off. No. But essentially you had the thing like shattered to the point of non-repair. Yeah. And then how long after that was it that they amputated the leg? It was almost a full two years of just being, I was on 12 different medications, methadone being the primary one. I never knew what month it was. I was just like, I was a shell in an existence. Literally just a zombie. And, yeah. and like Zach, do we have that photo? Let's look at that photo of Matt when he was size 48 waist. Yep. And just uh, teasing 300 pounds. And the double chin had a double chin yep. on it. Um, which one is that, Matt? Because we're going to, we want sure to pull that video up because it's really one of those things that encapsulates like, that that's no, I mean that's I obviously that's not that it. Until. That's where he's that's where he's still grappling with trying to. Yeah, you can to see the fixator in the corner there. But there, there's this great picture where Matt, you're what size forty eight waist. Yeah, and um and we're talking like you're close to three hundred. I had D cups. And, yeah. Uh, well, and that's a stark contrast because if we go to some of the uh, some of your prior service or earlier service uh, yeah. photos, you know, I mean, you were in phenomenal shape. Yeah, I, you were, you're a stud, you know, and you are a stud. Thank but there you. was a transition and, where, yeah, and, was... and you guys, hey, when you're when you're watching this tonight, now's your chance to ask your questions because we're going to go over several things over tonight's live feed. Yes. So we're one, we're going to talk about like as bad as it gets. Guess what? You can persevere. You can overcome this stuff. And then two, I mean, we're using Matt as the example of that. He's not the all-encompassing example. But hopefully, our, our, our hope is from this, you'll derive some hope and some inspiration from Matt's story. The second thing that we're going to go over tonight is we see people that have lost limbs and how to approach them and how to talk about that. Yeah. And what's the appropriate way? We here in the military space probably approach it a little bit different than some folks do. But now you, we've got an SME, a subject matter expert, if you can help us with that with when you start talking to these folks, what's verboten, what's not verboten. And then finally is all of this, all of this goes into the Savage Gentleman podcast, where as a Savage Gentleman, the, the pinnacle of what we're trying to push forward with you folks is persevere, continue yes. to push on, continue to work, continue to do the things that you have to do so that you win and so that you're successful. And so that's the whole point of tonight. You've got your chance. You can call in. You can talk to Matt. You can also send us your questions on Facebook. We've got Harry please, back there please, please. that's answering the questions as well as we've got our computer set up here, and we'll answer those questions as well. So blast those in as we're initially launching this Savage Gentleman podcast. And you, know, and you had mentioned before, you know, because you had some family members that – that had been amputated and, and you already had this preconceived yes. notion of what that meant. So, you know, I think that's probably what led you to change that stigma. I mean, you do a lot of public speaking yeah, and, absolutely. and things like that. I mean, this is kind of a, a near and dear subject to your heart it's, changing that. Absolutely. I mean, you could say it's, I mean, in a border, it's bitterly to say, but I, I kind of want it to be my legacy of changing the, that changing that perspective of how people view this. Because I've been on, I've not only been, but I've lived, I mean, almost my entire life on the other side of that fence. Sure. And now to be on this side of it and have the perspective that I do, it's, it's very near and dear to my heart. So what, what is that message that you want other people to, to have, both 
as as an amputee and then just as the general public let's yeah. start with the general public like what what um, are you trying to because i know how i look at you having talked to you for about yeah. three seconds i'm like this dude is rad this dude is super rad i love everything about him but you know to the person that doesn't get a chance to necessarily know your story they just yeah. see you from a distance you know what what are you trying to convey to that person um to just put it as simply as i can just don't let fear make your decisions let let hope of what can go right drive your decision making and, and i would and i would say optimism yes absolutely know, when, when i went to the o'neill driving course they used to like to say that hope wasn't a plan but optimism was and and what they used to like say that. was yeah you're continuing to try for something better sitting there and hoping that something's going to be better really ain't much of a plan but being optimistic and continuing to try for something better. Yes. And so if I could throw that in there, because I mean, I haven't lost any limbs or anything, but <laughs> if I could throw that in there where I'd say, be optimistic. And optimistic means you're continually to try for something better. Absolutely. And, and also just, and then just perspective. Like how yeah. do you view things? How, what are different ways you can look at the same thing? And that's, that's very, very important to me. And I feel to anybody, and as they navigate through life. Yeah, because that's something that, you know, maybe not to the same extreme level, you know, but we all we all encounter these major events, you know, and they may not be to the extent of losing a limb or that sort of thing, no. but it doesn't have to be that outwardly extreme. Inwardly, it can be every bit as Absolutely. devastating. And, and people often discount. They're like, oh, man, you know, I don't have this huge thing that people are going to recognize as a, as a cataclysmic event, but it can be internally. Absolutely. Um, I'm never going to forget when I was out and about and um, I encountered this incredible young woman on my travels and she said, it's nothing like what you went through, but I'm never going to forget when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and wow. how it <laughs> completely derailed her plans of being a mother one day. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, okay, well, I was a 21-year-old man who liked being a gunfighter and that was taken away from me. How is what I went through so different than everything you dreamt and hoped for being completely derailed and could have possibly killed her? And that, you know, little moments like that just really helps pull me out of this bubble that we all, I, despite my best efforts, tend to create. You know, I, pain is pain. Loss is loss. Sorrow is sorrow. Yeah. You know, your, your sorrow doesn't make my sorrow any more or less. Sure. It's, Yep. It's the human experience. And, and we're not discounting what other folks have been through mm -hmm. or what they're going through currently, but what we are saying is you can overcome. Absolutely. Perseverance and you can overcome. Hey, let's do a shout out to some of the folks that are watching us. We've got Scott Mize is out there. He's one of our regulars. And then tonight we've got Warfighter Tobacco. Those guys are tuning in. They shared the podcast. Oh, nice. These Thanks, guys, guys. I mean, they're, they're a great bunch of guys. I, I, I'm not a big fan of cigars myself, but I love those <laughs> I love guys. Them. And so, you know, you guys are Scotch phenomenal. Thanks so much for tuning in. And then also we've got uh, Dave Hapke is tuning in. Dave does a ton of bomber photos for us on a bunch of stuff that we do. Check out his site uh, on his Facebook page for uh, Hapke Photo um, Photography because he does amazing pictures. He loves to take pictures of airplanes and stuff like that. So he's hitting probably like every air show on the <laughs> East Coast. That's, that's a tough living on. there. 
I mean, he's a fantastic guy that's out there. And so you guys continue to keep tuning in. We've got some other regulars that are there. Uh, nothing against you. I just don't want to run down this deep rabbit hole of thanking too many folks. But you guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And this is your chance. Send in your questions yes, so that please. you can ask Matt the different questions that you may have about, I mean, whatever it is. Nothing is verboten. Nope. Um, if you ask something that's like, completely verboten we just will ignore you so you yeah. don't need to worry about it i have a very particular part of kink yeah uh and and actually <laughs> and actually matt is surprisingly open about, oh, about absolutely the, i mean it's, it's really it's really fun to you know he'll he'll throw some stuff at you like did you seriously just say that <laughs> and uh it's uh, pretty funny you have to well, go it, so far out of your way to offend me yes. I swear. Well, it's like matt was matt was here for like all of like Geez, I think he was here like three days at the Black Rifle building, and um, he, he showed up, and he was like, hey, just put me to work. And like all of a sudden, it was uh, Matt with no legs was on a ladder changing a <laughs> light bulb, and then we've got another guy that's a vet that had a stroke, and he can't really use like half of his body, uh -uh. and he was steadying the ladder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hopefully, was, hopefully our insurance company is watching right uh, now. And, and you would you would think that that was a skit that we were doing intentionally. You, you and could it, have easily it been. Not, it was not. We couldn't have planned that. I actually. just told him that to be sure to drag me off property yeah. so that way I could use my tricare instead fair. of your guys' property insurance. But I think it's one insurance. of those things where like here in the building, and I think you know with a lot of veterans and and folks that are there, it's like we don't care. I know we don't care. We don't care what color you are. We don't care what God you believe in. We don't care, you know, what it is you do on your own time and behind clothes. We don't care. What we care about is what you do here yeah. now with the group when you're working in a team environment. Absolutely. And and product, you know. And I think that's a message for just you know a very manly message in general. It's like man, we don't need to judge people on all these extraneous factors. No. It's about you know in product. Can you can you cut it or can you not? Exactly. And if not, that's okay too, as long as you're putting through the effort and you're contributing in some way, you know. You know, I showed up here and you know everyone asked like, well, what do you want to do? And my answer was like, I don't really know. And so it put us in a little bit of a deadlock, and I just fell back on when in doubt, be positive, work hard. Check check. Exactly. Nailed it. You know. Nailed it. Bro. Remember, as like a private, you know, when in doubt, grab a broom. No one ever is forced to do push-ups if they're sweeping <laughs> you know like never once in my career so, we, so we've got some great that questions really good questions. Oh, great excellent. questions that are coming in yeah. so chris yes appreciate said what can we as grateful civilians do to help people like yourself not as a charity but in regards to public oh, interaction excellent. and accommodating people with needs that have changed such as yourself I hope that makes more sense than I think it does. Hey, <laughs> Chris, that's a great question. Yeah, it's broad. Let me try and answer that the best I can. I really appreciate this question because um, I hear, so my VA here in Salt Lake City is absolutely amazing. Um, but this is, the Salt Lake City VA is actually where the first carbon fiber prosthesis came out of. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's very on the front edge of medical development. So even though it's not the, one of the big hubs, it's not Walter Reed, San Antonio, or Balboa, it still gets a, receives a lot of veterans. And so I get an incredible amount of support. But as I say in my own life is that you are what those around you expect of you. And I encounter a lot of veterans that are in small communities that are just getting the short end of the stick every single time. The VA is doing everything it can to just save money because it can get away with it. And so reach out to your local amputees and see are they getting the care they need. 
and if not, put the pressure on the VA because the VA is it is a large entity, but it is made up of small small. What's the word I'm looking for? Five thumbs. Yes. <laughs> That's so prolific. And so, yeah, reach out to your local amputees. And, you know, if you see one, be like, hey, are you getting the care you need to here? And if they're not, put pressure on that local VA. You know, too, too often guys should start exhibiting PTSD symptoms and the VA just quickly turns them, turns them around, spits them back out. Right. Whereas the VAs I know and love are not that way. They are almost too involved in this, you know. they It's... Uh, I can explain that later, but so and and now Dave Hapke, he's got another question. And Excellent, it's great. It's like, what do you find is your biggest challenge, and how do you overcome it, both physically and mentally? Oh, that's an excellent question. I was just going on a hike yesterday, and you know I don't have complete muscles, so my knees do so much. And here in Utah, you can't go a mile without climbing a thousand vertical feet. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where like. Children were just running past me up on this hike, and I am just dripping wet with sweat. <laughs> and it was one of those where I was like, man, as hard as I try to remember. And I want to butt in here where, you know, at one point I asked Matt, I was like, hey, what is it with amputees always wearing shorts? I mean, are, mm -hmm. they, yeah. are they showing off that they have a prosthetic? And it's like, hey, here's my, my badge. I mean, I don't know. And, and Matt gave me, like, this incredible answer that I'll never forget. And it was like, oh, my gosh. That makes a ton of sense because it's one of those things where it's like everyday challenges. Like, you know, when we first started doing stuff, Jason, who is part of Ready Man, used to say, you guys take so much for granted that people don't understand about shooting and tactics and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden talking to Matt about having lost legs, it's like all of a sudden you start figuring out, it's like, holy cow, there is a ton of stuff that we take for granted that we don't even think about. And I think he's reached a point that he doesn't even think about. So yeah. Matt, why do amputees wear shorts? <laughs> um, I, accessibility, you know? Um, so that's all the sweat from my thigh down gets pooled into this silicone liner that protects my leg from carbon fiber. Mm -hmm. And during the summer, it literally fills up with sweat. I'm walking in a fishbowl. And so in the yeah. summer, like, it sucks because I, I constantly need to find some privacy to empty this, you know? And um, it, I think that's, for me, a yeah. lot of reasons why I see people wearing shorts. And, and then you also brought up the point of, like, putting, you can't get your shoe. Yeah. Because the shoe is fixed on the end of the prosthetic. Oh, and yeah. trying to get that thing through, like, a full set yep. of pants. It's like a couple of these things, like, Matt told it to me, and I was like, oh, well, it makes a lot yeah. of sense. Oh, okay. I, I say like I put my pants on like everybody else, except for I don't because I put the pants over my legs <laughs> and then I put my legs on, then I pull my pants up. You know, it's like because because you have to put because reaching it's one of those things like reaching down to put your shoe on the end of a prosthetic. If you start thinking about it, for those of us that you know aren't as limber as we used to be, it's like all of a sudden it's like man that that actually be really, yeah it'd be really hard. And so to, you put your shoe on first. Yeah. Yep. And, then, and then push your, yeah, it just makes so much sense. It's like, oh, okay. So to answer that question, I know they make feet that resolve this, but they aren't, I choose not to use them. Um, to answer his question, one of the most difficult things is I constantly trip people. Like I'll be sitting in the airport, just kind of stretching my legs out. And the normal thing to do is when you stretch your leg out to relax your foot. But I have a foot that sticks right. up. And so everybody goes to step over me and then, subconsciously people relax their wow. foot. I cannot, and so I'm constantly <laughs> tripping people. 
and they feel bad because then they realize they just kicked the dude with no legs. But I feel bad because I am just constantly tripping you, people. You mess with them and you're just like, ah! yeah. No, there you, I, there's usually My no room for that. They're so mortified themselves, <laughs> or they're just like, just like, thanks, jerk, because I'm in jeans or something like that. And that's kind of one of those things where I was like, I'm probably, until they get Bluetooth technology where they wire my leg for Bluetooth, I'm never going to be able to fix that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's great. Man, so we're, we're getting a we've ton got a, of questions. We've yes, got a excellent. We've we yeah. got another question from Northwest Survival LLC. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Thank you, it's, guys. We've always taught that the commitment to win is the single most important factor in any fight. You, brother, epitomize that. Your mental fortitude is incredible. Our hats off to you. You're a great example to the power of the human spirit. Respect. Oh, thanks, Man, guys. Cheers. You know, cheers. You know well said. Matt. I mean, how much of it? I mean, let's break it down. How much of it is the gray matter between your ears? Everything. Absolutely everything. I'm never gonna forget going through my recovery and having both of my legs and just feeling so disabled. And then I met an incredible young man named Eddie Lychek. And he is absolutely phenomenal. So Eddie was got, he got rocked. He was a route clearance. He was an engineer. He got rocked and uh, he lost his leg above the knee, but it shortly became infected. And so they actually had to amputate his entire leg oh, and wow. part of his hip, Ooh. right? Yeah. And I didn't, at the time, I wasn't really in touch with the amputee community. Again, I had both of my legs. And so I didn't really appreciate that when he was sitting in his wheelchair, half of his PT shorts were flat and what that meant. He was missing his hip. Now, so he's called what's, he's what's called a hip dysartic. And um, they had never run before. A hip dysartic before him had jogged while holding onto a rope. Okay. Eddie designed the first running prosthesis. They had like, it was like a tinker toy version attached to one of those cheetah legs. And he ran, he did a marathon that was on an island. No shit. They boat you out to the island. You run it, and while he was running it, the tread they glued to the sole came off. So he took his shoe off, wrapped it around his prosthesis with shoestrings, and finished the marathon. Wow. And I'm sitting there with both of my legs like, I don't really know what to do, you know? And it was just one of those where it was like, always use what you've got. It may not be what you wanted. That doesn't mean that that shouldn't stop you from using everything you have. And that I'm never going to forget the lesson Eddie taught me. I'm, yeah, you know, and, that, and that, that, that's a great tie-in to Pete Sells. Hey, Pete, thanks so much for tuning in. Like, uh, tell Pete Jr., you know, thanks for tuning in. You guys, glad you guys are the hardcore watchers that make this all possible. Thank you, But guys. Pete's got a great question. He said... Um, Matt, what do you feel has been your greatest accomplishment or the one thing that you feel really turned things around that you dug deep for? Oh, that's, oh, there's a lot of answers to that. Um, so becoming a Paralympic, or no, I'm not Paralympic, I'm a, a Paralympic hopeful has been incredible. But, you know, I, I, as I mentioned earlier in my story, I joined the military because I wanted to make a difference in the world. And when I got rocked and I was no longer allowed to be a, you know, an infantryman anymore, I felt like I, I lost that opportunity. I was never, now I was never going to make a difference in mm -hmm. the world. But by having worked through the hardships I have had, sacrificing everything I've had, making these incredibly difficult decisions, now I'm able to go up to other people that are, they're paralyzed in that same place I was. I go to them and the doctors are telling them things, but I see 
like there's a special connection I share with them. You know, they have that. They know keeping their leg is hurting them, but they are terrified to lose it. And being able to look them in the eyes and tell them it's going to be okay. Like, I've been able to help coach and mentor 14 people through their own amputations. And every single one of them have taken their amputation and they've gone on to change the world, you know? Wow. And really so I remember that medic leaning down and saying, it's, it's going to be okay. At the time, I, I was sure he was full of shit, <laughs> just trying to calm me down, you know? It was a lie I absolutely needed to hear. But in reality, he was absolutely true. He was absolutely right. It was way better than okay. It was better than I ever could imagine. And every single day, I'm able to go out and help influence people and help take their fear from them or help, at least help them fight through their fear. And that, out of both deployments, out of being a team leader, being an NCO, it's, that has been the best thing I've ever been well, accomplished. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, that, that could arguably be even more impactful than what you ever could have done just ever. simply as an entry for Absolutely. You know, um, Dex Ognita has got a phenomenal question. So he's, he's actually watching us right now in the Philippines. And he's like, hey, I'm watching from the Philippines. The PI is what we like to call it in the mill, hey. Philippine Islands. And he said, I wish our amputee servicemen had access to this technology. Um, Okay. Uh, you are an inspiration for the world. And so that's where I'd say, Matt, so we've got, we've got guys that tune in from all over the place, obviously yeah. from, from the Philippines. What word of advice when these guys don't have, and, and I know it, yeah. and how this becomes a, a really important is because Matt's, Matt receives um, help from the VA, yes. which is better than most. He also works with a bunch of amputees that have lost limbs due to accidents and cancer um, that don't have that support, no. that are still trying to figure that out. So now all of a sudden we're looking at guys in the PI in the Philippine Islands or other places. I mean, we could be talking just as easy about Africa, Afghanistan, and these other places. What are some things that they can do? Um, never underestimate the power of the human spirit. Okay, I've seen guys with $120,000 prostheses sitting in their wheelchair miserable with life. Whereas one of the organizations that has helped me so much, the Challenged Athletes Foundation, was founded because of a man who was training for a marathon when he suffered an injury. And he was actually the first amputee to run a marathon on a wooden foot. Carbon fiber hadn't even been developed yet. Wow. You know, whereas I have, you know, I was receiving like, $40,000 carbon fiber prosthetics and I was still sitting on my butt crying about it, you know? Nothing is more powerful than the, the human spirit and when you discover a community and a purpose, it becomes unstoppable, okay? My legs, they're just force multipliers. If I lost them tomorrow, you know, the VA decided to do a recall on them, I would not be stopped. Yeah. And, and that's and that's And I actually, I just read this, uh, I can't remember what I was reading it, but it made reference to, you know, we don't talk about religion on any of our podcasts, but in the Bible, I think those guys were like phenomenal, phenomenal insight into the human spirit and the human psyche. And, you know, one of the passages somewhere in the Old Testament somewhere is like a man without vision is dead. Yes. And so we've got to have goals. We've got to have a vision. We have to have that thing that we're striving for. Yes. Or we just sit and rot. 
yep. chair. And I, I really hope that the technology can become more widespread and the human spirit mm -hmm. can continue be to be empowered. But that is not the be all end all. You know, yeah. that is um, another great example is uh, Sarah Evans. She was a finance clerk in the Air Force overseas. And uh, when, they, when she would put on her body armor, it would hurt her hip. And so luckily the base she was at had just received a CT machine. And they were like, well, if we can't figure this out and you can't wear your body armor, we need to send you home. So let's take a scan real quick. And they found a tumor in her pelvis and they caught it just in time. Huh. But in order to remove it, she is what's called a hemipelvectomy. So she's missing half of her pelvis. Oh, wow. So there's no prosthesis Whoa. she can wear. She wears one, but it attaches to her like a corset. Mm -hmm. And so it's more, it's something to lean on and she can walk on it because she's incredible, but she'll never be able to like truly pound on it like I can with my prostheses. She did the Bataan Death March with me two year, three years ago. And that's a 26.2 mile march through the deserts of White Sands, New Mexico. Wow, and geez. mile eight or nine into it, her palms were bleeding from her forearm crutches. Oh my and gosh. she did the whole thing. She wow. went on to have a beautiful daughter and her husband's absolutely incredible. She's incredible, but there is no option for her. There is no prosthetic option for right. her. And, and, and she and, never and let that stop those, her. I, I think it's really a look at as like, all of us, when we get up in the morning, the majority of us, not all of us, so the majority of us, when we get up in the morning and we look in the mirror, and it's like all of a sudden those excuses are no. just so incredibly, so incredibly hollow where it's just like, well, I'm not exercising because I'm tired. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and really? like, again, uh, you know, people come up to me, they're like, you know, I was just this, I wasn't that, you know, like she wasn't a green beret. She wasn't a ranger. She wasn't a Navy seal. Like her job was to crunch numbers and she dug deep and found that strength to keep yeah. going and well, not stop. And that's and that's what we're talking about yeah. tonight really is just that that perseverance and that, you know, will to strive and, and succeed no matter what, you know. And we titled this Walking Tall because, you know, despite despite losing both your legs, dude, you walk as tall as anybody I know, you know. Um, and, um, and I think it's really awesome and inspiring and hopefully everyone is and you know i definitely want to take time to really illustrate during this before we get to carry two ways that this is not a, an always deal okay like i don't wake up seven days a week ready to piss excellence and throw my prosthesis like guys like becoming a pair of guys and gals becoming a paralympian has become the heart it is the hardest thing well, i have ever had to and, do. and that that actually leads into a great question that ali mahoney has here she says uh do you have any sort of mind hack that you use to push yourself forward on one of those days that just really, really sucks? Huh. Okay. Wow. That's this, a, this Ali, a phenomenal real. question. Mind hack. I Ali, like that. Thank you so much for asking that because that is the biggest myth that I believed. You know, looking at these iconic individuals that overcame their injury, injury, I just thought they were like that every single day, you know? And if you interview them or ask them or you watch their paid gigs yeah they're paid to say i'm 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 army strong like i never no man like <laughs> and the, the mind hack to say i would say is don't fight it you know that movie inside out like i have days where i am just incredibly sad i'm never going to feel the ground beneath my feet again you know like that i have every reason to be sad 
about that or angry about that or just overwhelmed by that. I don't fight that. I don't, I don't try and push that away. I don't try and push that down. I respect that. Okay, this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling it for a reason, and I'm going to respect that. And I'm going to give myself time to feel that. But it's a moment. I'm, I'm allowing myself that moment to process those feelings. And if that moment does not subside, then I'm going to reach out to my community. You know, I will unapologetically call my buddies and be like, guys, I'm going through a tough spot right now. I've actually been receiving a lot of counseling this summer as the games get closer and my those that pressure and the the, the those feelings become stronger you and know? hanging out around the building exactly you know <laughs> it's reaching out so so the mind hack would definitely be respect the way you're feeling don't try and fight it don't try and explain it away respect that you feel a certain way but allow yourself a certain amount of time and when that time passes and that feeling it persists always reach out to a community reach out to, for whatever support you can get you know and it's just and then drive through that. Know that you are more than that. Know that you are just visiting that place, visiting that feeling, but you do not live there. That is just somewhere you need to go for the moment, that's, for the time being. That, that's great advice, and I think you know something additionally to add to that would be, and, and it's something that seems like you found, is that purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, Because there, there are gonna be days where you do, you feel like, man, I, I can't do anything, and, and you know, if you beat yourself up about that, it only makes it worse. It so does. it's like that accepting it. But to pull you out of it after that timeline is like, okay, I, I've got stuff that I have to yes. accomplish. And figuring out what that is can be the tricky part. But if you have that, man, it's a lot easier to get out of that depth. And so now we, we've got like 10 minutes left. So you guys, this now's your chance. Blast in those questions. Ask us this stuff right there. And so now what we're going to do in this last few minutes that we have, and you guys... You've already sent a bunch of stuff in that's, that's phenomenal in your thoughts and stuff. But really, what I want to touch on is, because we don't know, like, reg, like folks that are walking around, regular folks that are walking around, we don't know. Even me as a veteran, I don't know. Matt, what is verboten? What is, what is some stuff that... Oh. What are some stuff that people do that where you're just like, really? Come on, man. Um, okay, so to just make it quick and simple, treat amputees kind of like you treat a pregnant woman. Okay, like if she's making F, like first off, you never just go up and ask like, oh, are you pregnant? You know, that's <laughs> yeah. a quick way <laughs> to find yourself in deep shit, <laughs> you know, um, if and, I, any of you guys that are married will know exactly, exactly what or have ever about. encountered one. Um, I'm cool with it. I love it. You know, I, I think I'm awesome for it. I don't really care, but there are a lot of amputees that see their amputation as the root of their disability. Me, I realized I was disabled because I, I wasn't amputee, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a very different perspective, and some people do, some people don't. You know, some people hate their prostheses because it's the reason they're not where they want to be in life. And so you got to kind of be careful with that. So similar to how some women, you know, they think they look great pregnant. Other women, not so much. And if you just go up and ask them that, you're, you're setting yourself up. So if they ask, if deep ask water. them what? I mean, what is, um, lay, lay it on us. I mean, guys so, out there, let's, let's, if you What's verboten? What if is the, the things that people like? Is is? Do you have a complex because your legs are gone? Yeah, you right. Like, you do know, you have what, PTSD? What hey, do you have PTSD? It's like then that's what that's like one of my pet peeves. Like, do, are, do you sleep well at night? It's like yeah, I sleep fine at night. Just coming up to me and like straight, not even just cold opening. What happened to you? That is like the real life equivalent oh, okay. of an unsolicited dick pic. 
Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I'm a lot more than that, you know? I'm a, just because I have fake legs doesn't mean that's who I am, you know? I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people, it upsets them so much because they don't want to identify as an amputee. So, gotcha. Gotcha. If, but it's, if, not, it's not your defining It's moment. not. So, but if, so if I have my legs out and about and I'm strutting through the airport with my legs out, chances are I've made my peace with being an amputee and you can approach me with that. But if you see I've made efforts to conceal my mm. prostheses, don't come up to me and be like, hey, are you an amputee? You know, <laughs> if she's working on concealing that bump, you know, don't go and be like, how far along are you? It's like, along with what? Yeah, how you know? dare you? It's not that she's ashamed of being pregnant or embarrassed by being pregnant, but she doesn't want to look pregnant. Sure. Like, okay, so, sure. so situational awareness it yeah. absolutely applies here as well as what we like to say for like a hostage escape and not getting taken captive. So like literally like use a little bit of common sense. Yes. Don't be a dick. So, Rule number one, don't be know, a dick. Don't be a dick. There you, you know, go. Easy okay, day. so like common stuff applies and it all of a sudden doesn't, you know, disappear just because you're talking to somebody who may have had something happen to them. Matt, what else? Okay, so if they made an effort to conceal it, even me myself, like I see how some people from the older generation went to great lengths to make their prosthesis look like a normal leg. So I can totally tell they have a, they have a prosthetic leg, but I don't acknowledge that because I don't want to make them feel embarrassed or shy about that. They're still working on that process. So I suggest you guys practice the same thing. And then if you absolutely do want to say something, you want to, you're sure they're a veteran or you're pretty sure they're a veteran and you want to show your respect, you know, don't come up and just identify them with that. You know, if you want to thank them for your, their service, be like, or it goes back to even the same question of how do I thank veterans without mm -hmm. coming off as cheesy. The whole thank you for your service has kind of become a bit overplayed and guys don't really know it doesn't really mean anything. Is just ground it in something personal. So if you do if you do have an amputee in the family and you know they were kind of struggling with that, coming up to me and being like, hey, I have I know those things are hard to work with sometimes and I'm really proud of how well you're doing and how about how well you're getting about. That makes me feel a hundred feet tall. Whereas if you come up to me and say, hey, you're an inspiration, that's just, that's a cookie cutter. It, you don't yeah. know me. Make it personal. Okay. Make it so, personal. And, and, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down a rabbit hole. So my brother actually just lost his leg to uh, infection and diabetes and stuff. So what are some things that I can do? So because we have family members, so we can, we can lose... We can lose limbs because of, of war. Yeah. Obviously, we can lose them because of disease, and then we can lose them because of accident that's yep. happening out there. So my brother lost his based off of disease. What are some things that we can do as family members or friends to help those folks along? You know, because some guy lost his leg to diabetes. There's there's no veteran support. No. There's, no. People aren't walking up and thanking him for no. his service. Or, or and if they do, it's him. really awkward. If they do, yeah. it's awkward. Thanks for your yeah. service. Oh, I lost my leg because I ate too much. It, I mean, it's, so... It's, um, absolutely encouragement, you know, and then also um, encourage them to wear it as often as they can, you know. Don't, don't allow them to just to not wear it. If they have the technology, encourage them to wear it. Embrace that technology. You know, it's not, it's a part of them. You know, my legs are a part of me. And just really, really encouraging that healthy habits and, you know, ask them to, and also just give them a sense of community, you know? And 
if you have a home that has a couple steps in it, don't just not invite them because you're worried they're going to get to those steps and they're not going to be able to come up. So you don't invite them, you know, give them something to strive for with that, you know, and don't just don't shut them out and don't be too accommodating with that. So th this one's kind of off the topic. I just think it's a great question. What's up? And so Sarah Schultz says, hey, Matt, how are your dirt bike skills? And, and I think <laughs> and that actually comes from Luke Becker as well. Yes. So what, um, what, there must be some inside joke. There, well, I, like. I definitely am planning on uh, transitioning over. You know, I don't see very many motocross riders at all. You know, if they're any good at all or snowcross. So I've, once I'm <laughs> I done border crossing. a completely inappropriate joke that I'm going to go ahead and say. Yes, please. You, you won't worry. have to worry about breaking your leg. Oh, no, no, no. So <laughs> this is actually coming from the incredible wife of Mike. Schultz, who designs the the legs I use for that that crossfitting and snowboarding, and I was actually out. He was teaching me to ride dirt bikes, and I laid down his 450. Oh, nice! And when they picked it up off me, my foot was at a 90 degree angle oh. sideways, <laughs> and it was like when I saw it, it was immediately unnerving. And then we just laughed. Yeah, you're like, oh no! As we oh, took wait. an Allen wrench and straightened that, that, it back that out. That sounds horrible. Uh, even, even with a prosthetic, it, just, yeah. it happens all the time where I'll twist sideways on my snowboard, and I'm like. There was no resistance Whoops. there, you know? Or my foot Whoa. will disconnect in the boot. <laughs> I'm never gonna forget when I was like, I just broke my ankle at the bottom of the lift line and everyone was like, what? This guy must be on a lot of drugs because he's cool with this, you yeah. know? I would have expected a lot more yeah, yeah. And we've got it. We've got another great comment from Rick Legro. He, he's, he started, he's a, he's a new watcher and he said, hey, started watching and made a little two word comment and now I can't stop. This is so interesting, I wanna hear more. I'm a veteran many years ago, and I was always proud of those you gave more than just those that spent, you know, did the time spent. So true with the comments you threw, you're doing a great, awesome job informing us all. Rick, thanks so much for tuning in. And, and Thank you so much. And share this with folks, like all of us know folks that are going through hard times. You don't have to have lost a limb for this to be valuable for you. Everybody, everybody has those dark moments in their life, and sometimes what we need to see is, the folks that have summited Everest before us that allow us to get up that mountain after them and go, okay, I, I can do it. Life is dark right now. You know, it's a hard time, but you know what? I can do it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're, we're using Matt as, as an extreme example of, of overcoming insurmountable odds, but, you know, don't, my, what I would say is don't discount your pain and your suffering no. just because you may not be able to put your finger directly on where that's coming from because to us personally individually yeah it can be it can be a huge thing so embrace my, it my favorite is i was hanging out with some friends and she had a bit of a limp to her and i was like what happened and she was like i don't want to talk about it and i was like no <laughs> what happened are you okay she was like i feel really bad talking about it to you about it but i i sprained my ankle and it hurts like hell and I was like, you have it so much worse than you because when I break my ankle, I put it in a box and mail it to Iceland <laughs> and they mail me back a new one two weeks later. You have PT, you've got OT, you gotta go through, like you have the crappy end of that stick, oh, you know? Oh man, you know, that's it's just awesome. Making the most of what you got. But again, I, I counted so many veterans who, you know, they're like, you know, I, people encourage me to get help, but you went through so much more. I don't feel right asking for help because of guys like you. And I'm like, that is so back ass words. Like, again, it's all relative, you yeah. know? Pain yeah. is pain. The, amount, the incredible amount of pain I went through does not make your pain or your struggle any less. And I wish so hard that, I wish, 
I'm, well, let me put this. I'm grateful for you guys giving me this platform to be able to help all of you with that. And I just encourage you guys so much. Yep. Again, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was going to say, you guys that are out there that don't have the stuff that's visible, some of us older dogs that yeah. are out there, you know, there are mornings like Matt and I are sitting there swapping stories. Certainly, I haven't lost any limbs. And, and I'm not trying to justify stuff, but you know, there are mornings I sit up in bed and I keep right on going over because it's like a lightning strike has hit my body based off of you know, all the bumps and bruises and broken bones over the years. So you don't have to have lost a limb. You could just be busted up on the inside like what Matt's foot looked like before they took it off. To be going through some of the same stuff that, that Matt and we up here are talking about, and guess what? You can overcome and you can do th go through it. And you guess what? And that's all about perseverance, and that's all about being that savage gentleman of saying, yeah, it hurts, it sucks, but the alternative is nothing. Yeah. So keep pushing on, become that asset, what we like to say in Ready Man, be that asset, not that liability exactly. out there so you can help your community and first and foremost, help your family, help yourself, you know, and then go from there. And just a positive community. That's a, that's my biggest thing, you know. Mm -hmm. I I surround my with myself with people who believe in me, and and are proud of me, but will never let me settle for anything <coughs> less than greatness. And I think that's so important to all of us. It's just that's a sense of community. I always say when when you discover a cause bigger than yourself. Your humanity goes from your greatest weakness into a superpower. Like you cannot be stopped when you believe in something bigger than yourself. And the community is a great place to start. Start with that belief. Well, and that's where, and I would say with, you know, you've done an excellent job where you're man enough to ask for help when you need it. Absolutely. You, know, you, you, you do do for yourself. But it's okay to ask for help. I mean, part of being a man is saying, "Hey, I, I've got to get some assistance here," and you know, not letting pride get in the way. A man does whatever he has to do to provide for those he cares about. Amen. Boom. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. That means going to talking to somebody and crying on a couch. You do it, and you cry so hard because you're like a, a man. Like a man. Like a man cry. All right. Like <laughs> I'm. That's. I get so stuck up. I get so frustrated and be like, men have a dog. Men have a big truck. Men have. Men have to do this. Men. Check, no, check, no, no, no. A guy does. A man does. You know what? Let's separate that. Like somebody, you, you do whatever you have to to provide for those you care about. And and we're and I mean we're we're out of time for this live podcast. But in, in, and it's actually, I've been meaning to say this for the last couple of minutes. So I was going to say, hey, uh, Matt, final words that he keeps coming up with these profound final yeah. words. But um, <laughs> we're about out of time. You guys continue to send in your questions and your comments. We'll keep answering them down in the, in the area down there. Make sure that you share the Savage Gentleman podcast with any of your friends and family that are there. Support us. Make sure that you go to Matt's Facebook page. Yes. It is. Where can we find you? Uh, Matt Melancon at Facebook.com. And also, I actually have my own website, FakePhalanges.com, because fingers and toes are phalanges. FakePhalanges.com. <laughs> right. And you guys, Matt's got a couple of YouTube videos out as well that are bomber. I mean, they're, they're absolutely, they're excellent, excellent and, uh, and inspiring. So it, with the last thing here, Matt, final words. Again, Thoughts, guys, comments. Fear. Fear paralyzed me. Fear destroyed my life. And the moment I was willing to let go of that fear, I went from a man sitting in a wheelchair 
not sure what life held for me to a man riding down a hill on his face at world championship border cross course, you know, because I was willing to let go of my fear. And now I never wonder if I make a difference in the world. So, and just remember, a, a bad decision is always going to be better than no decision. Amen, brother. You, well guys, said, you guys, well said. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you on Thursday where we've got a brand new live feed coming out with a live podcast with Ready Man. Make sure you tune in on Thursday and we will see you then. Thanks so much.